From the shores of Summer Lake in Tigard, Oregon, it's the Portland Tim Beers Podcast, a show featuring two guys who love craft beer and Portland Timbers soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Gary. Tim Beers, I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We talk a little bit about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever else we want. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful. Well, here we are, one fine Sunday, <laughs> the last week of September, before we hit October. October. You know what uh, happens next Saturday? Uh, shenanigans. This is where you chime or bring in the chicken dance song. <laughs> Oktoberfest, Gary and Jason style. So we're uh, it's enjoying gonna be fantastic. it. Oh, it's going to be a shit show. Um, so you're trying the Marzen. Yeah. Uh, that we'll be yeah, serving. Yeah. Five gallons minus two glasses. So uh, not too shabby. No, not bad at all. Needs a week of uh, attention with some carb. Yes, very definitely. But uh, it's still, it's holding its carb for only, only having it for a week. So Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, flavor profile is decent. I don't have anything too infectious in it. That I know yet. Not yet. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe if we leave this out for another couple hours, something <laughs> only, will throw Only it. time will tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Went to Mount Angel. Got the brats. Got, uh, what else we got? Got some kraut. Some kraut. Uh, we've got a tent in case it rains, but it is not looking like it's going to rain. It's actually looking like it might be fantastic weather. So that's good. And what else we need? Oh, Mount Angel is streaming that night live music from the Oktoberfest. Well, there you go. So we're buying that package, and we're going to project that outside. Sweet. So we'll have the music we would normally see being live streamed for each of us to watch. <laughs> nice. Oompa music. <laughs> Should be freaking fantastic. <laughs> So I've invited all the neighbors in a radius around my place. So This will be spooky. Well, I just did it because last year it went so damn long. Um, let's That's see. true. We've got some games, some good old fun games. We've got the uh, five, ni- five, nile, five Nail One-Handed Hammer. Nice. Okay. I excel at that. Yeah, we're going to need your hammer. So. <laughs> Um, if I can find those little ballpoint, those little ball peen, those little teeny ones, it's always oh, much more fun with those. That'd be freaking hilarious. Yeah. The little mini hammers. Yeah, the little dollar store thingies. Because <laughs> then the the weighted ones, it's too easy. So mm-hmm. um, we've got the old uh, beer stein hold. So we've got three of those. If you bring yours, okay, okay. And then I picked up, which I need to pick up another one maybe, but uh, they're vests that hold red Solo cups in them. Vests? Yeah, they're vests, so like a, like a thing that you put on, but you, they actually have red <laughs> oh Solo God. cup holders in them so that you can play beer pong on them. Oh, shit. And so we're going to have people go face, face off, and oh. the one with the most uh, ping pong balls inside uh, moves on to the next round, so we're gonna we're gonna do this where people move on with and get the most points. Yada yada. No, no, you, you mean the one with the most ping pong balls in their vest loses? Right of the two. Well, no, each person. So I'll have to have somebody counting. So if you make them in, yeah, right, because it's too tough to go head to head. You don't want to kick somebody out, right? Oh, I see what you're so saying. So I think we have to keep track of points. Yeah, and then the loser of the two, yeah, of the head to head. Has to take a shot or slam a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so don't lose. <laughs> yeah, don't lose. So we need a couple things. We need some shitty beer. Yep. To fill the steins with. So uh, and so we need some like uh, some pub beer, pub beer or yeah. wine hearts or something that's like ten bucks for twenty four. Yeah, pack. yeah, some real cheap. So we need uh, some shit beer, and then uh, we need your glass. Okay. And then I got to make it down to Mount Angel at some point this week to uh, go pick up the plastic cups and my hat pins. But uh, they sold those sleeves of cups. Oh, that's right. You yeah. were telling me about that. So you got to go do that. Yeah. And then I think we're dialed in, man. We've got brats. We've got kraut. 
you're making some chicken. Yeah, I got to get the uh, chicken and the pretzels so that I can make the pretzel pretzel crusted chicken. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Fantastic. So we've got some homemade strudel. We've got uh, again all the good stuff. So have some friends over and hopefully polish this keg off quickly. I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I know. I'm just looking at how many people were invited. Uh, I'm I'm kind of thinking with the crowd that you told me you invited. We're probably going to be short of beer. Well, Nichols said that uh, he's coming. They're actually staying in town now. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I still kind of doubt it. He's never he, made it to one of our Oktoberfests. He can't drink, though. Mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> now, John. John can John, drink. on the other hand. John can drink. Joshy? Joshy can oh, drink. Oh, Joshy can drink, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's right. Your, that right there is your keg. I know. John and Josh <laughs> hanging out under the keg. Thank God I got the other shit I'm doing. So, well, so let's uh, jump into Varietal, and um, I had the opportunity to sit down with Chris Baum from Varietal Brewing over in Sunnyside, Washington. So this is Yakima County, and um, it's interesting as I was going brewery to brewery throughout Yakima City, everybody's like, "You got to check out Varietal. You got to check out Varietal." Um, Bill Breaker's big, sexy, turns out great beers, but you got to go check out Varietal. So hmm. called Chris, said, hey, what do you think? Well, we're shut down for COVID is what I was told. And I'm like, oh, but we'd love to have you out. Perfect. So roll out about 25, 30 miles south of Yakima. Okay. And stop in and meet with Chris and this beautiful little almost crux type feel vibe going um but in downtown sunnyside and they got a sweet deal uh with the port of sunnyside or the chamber of sunnyside or something or another where they were given this old train station and that is their brewery site no shit yeah so uh badass place turning out some crazy ass beers after we're done with these marzins and after this interview i'm gonna play yeah um we'll try one of the beers uh that chris gave us um and go from there so let's listen to chris bomb and the varietal beer story all right it's jason from the timbers here we are at varietal brewing and i am here with the owner uh, Chris Baum, Baum, I did it. You, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to, but Chris Baum. And uh, Chris, why don't you int- introduce yourself to the listeners and tell me a little bit about your company here. Uh, my name's Chris. Um, uh, we're down here, we're in Sunnyside, Washington, Lower Yakima Valley, and uh, heart, the very heart of hop country. And um, yeah, so we started a varietal... Um, with the idea of, you know, brewing with all of the different varieties, not only of hops, but of different, all the different fruits that we grow around here and, um, and the wine, you know, wine grapes and using the barrels. And so that's where the name varietal comes from is just, uh, you know, all those different aspects of fruit, um, and hops. So fantastic. So I'm driving through the area. I'm up in Yakima right now, and I come down this way, and it's just hop field after hop field after hop field. You guys are truly nestled in the middle of hop country. Yep. Um, And then I was telling you earlier in our pre-discussion here that, uh, like, I didn't just have one person. I didn't have uh, another brewery that you may have done a collab with tell me to go here. I mean, I've literally had countless people tell me, you got to go check out Varietal. you got to see what they're doing. This is the place you've got to go. Um, what do you think is responsible? What, what's responsible for that success? I mean, why are people pointing me here? Uh, we're unique in the area um, in that we don't really focus on brands. Um, we do. We rarely brew the same thing twice, um, and if we do, it's a long time in between those things. We have two, three core brands. One of which is a pretty hoppy Northwest, really easy to drink uh, IPA. One of them is a is a international pale lager, um, and the other is a citrus wheat beer. Um, and th- everything I design is is pretty much like designed to drink a lot of and be really easy to drink. Um, 
so yeah, like we're constantly just putting out new stuff all the time. Um, with COVID on, um, we've been going to package. It's really changed up kind of our schedule of how we do things. So we're like, we'll can off everything in house and then spend the next month filling up the tanks, fermenting everything out, getting it ready to package and then packaging it all at once. Uh, so you get these big pulses of like, you know, eight new beers. <laughs> and, uh, and then in the meantime, we're doing, you know, fruited sour, uh, mixed firm, barrel-aged stuff, uh, big, you know, stouts, barrel-aged stouts. Um, yeah, all, it's all, that's, my passion is, is sour beers and lagers. Um, but I also enjoy brewing big stouts. Um, I do like hoppy beers, um, and I brew a lot of them, and it's easy to do because we have access to mm-hmm. everything down here. Um, big part of our ownership is involved in the actual industry, so we have pretty good access to a lot of uh, a, a pretty big diversity of, of varietals to play with. Um, and then, you know, sometimes hop farmers will, like, grow you know, something they're excited about on, out of the public breeding program. And um, then they'll just pay for their, you know, their crop to be, and they'll try to sell it themselves. They'll just pay for it to be pelletized. And so those guys will come and be like, hey, I have this thing I'm super excited about. Will you brew some beer with it so we can see what it does? And sure enough, Fantastic. you know, nobody's brewing with that hop ever, you know. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, I think that's what we're known for is we're just pretty much down to do anything i brew a lot of lagers there's not a lot of lagers being brewed in the valley no, not at all and the heat right i mean how do you control it it takes a lot of energy to control that temperature yeah and they're so long that's time yep. in the barrel right yep. it takes a long time yeah we 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 give our lagers at least six weeks uh in stainless and uh with the exception of a new a new light lager that we just made uh which i gave a month but that's still twice as long as I give an ale. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I, I I don't know. I think that's why people like get excited about us here. I mean, there's a lot of great beer being made in the valley, um, a lot of really high quality brewers, but nobody doing the explosion of or you know the number of different beers that we're putting out. So. And I think that's what I notice is that the what I'm seeing offered in the public house and and just in general what people are talking about or if I'm running onto that evil app untapped and I take a look, I mean there are a ton of beers just scrolling through and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, look look at the diversity that's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a big stout guy too. I mean the the stout that I brew every winter is a big huge bear bourbon barrel imperial mm-hmm. stout which i love mm-hmm. um i'm the first guy to stand in line for abysses to shoot uh, to shoots abyss um every single year and uh, so it's interesting to see that but it gets pretty cold here in the winter so mm-hmm. people are drinking drinking stouts and heavier things in the winter right it's not the yeah. light, light stuff always i mean we casita does so which is our like you know we call it a mexican lager but i mean all that means is like i got inspired by a lot of drinking a lot of beer in Mexico um, it's just uh, yeah that's stu- that stuff sells all year round honestly we make micheladas out of it here in the tap room we sell so during COVID we've been able to like package the michelada mix that we make ourselves and sell that along with the four pack so people can make it at home it's really popular all year round but yeah there's definitely like a seasonality to the big stouts um and then we have a couple of hardcore, dedicated guys who, like, if we don't have a dark beer on, they'll just, like, walk out. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of them is the guy who takes my grain, so I try to keep him happy. Um, which, uh, I don't, if if you want to be kind of freewheeling about this conversation, yeah. that kind of leads me into another cool thing that we've been able to do this year uh, with our buddy Ron, who's our, our grain, far- the farmer who takes our grain. He's a dairy farmer. Uh, but he grows a lot of the, his own feed. <laughs> They've been in the his family's been in the area a really really long time, and so he'll you know he grows silage and um, a lot most of his feed, and he he does bring some stuff in. So uh, 
this year he came and he's like, hey, why don't we like grow some barley for you and like have it malted? And I'm like, this is awesome. This is a great idea. So we uh, worked, we've been working really closely with him on that and uh, the link up in uh, Spokane. It's a it's kind of cooperative malt house. I was going to say, who'd you uh, have malted? And so it's the link. Yeah, link. And uh, a guy up there, Brian Estes, uh, just a peach of a human being. One of my favorite people and that I've had the privilege to work with recently. So, like, working with him and Ron, like, figuring out exactly what variety we wanted to do and what how we wanted to malt it. And then, like, getting, like, you know, six tons of grain from Sunnyside to Spokane, get it cleaned down to like the right size for malting, get it malted, bring it all back. And Ron's been great. He's just been hailing all of that stuff. He And did you brew anything with it? Yeah. Not yet. Not it's, yet. It okay. like literally got harvested like a week and a half ago. It went into the uh, malt machine yesterday. So we'll have it by next, or maybe maybe went in on Wednesday. What's today? Today's Thursday? Yeah. yeah. Sometime next week will be available. So what we're going to be able to do this year for Fresh Hop is have fresh malt, malted fresh, like super freshly malted, homegrown in Sunnyside with hops grown in Sunnyside. Um, It's going to be awesome. I'm really... Kind of a lame name, but home, some sort of homegrown name or Sunnyside's OG or something. We're going to have like... I mean, we're going to do probably... Eight, that's awesome. Eight fresh hops this year, or something like that. So, and then all of them will get canned. So they'll be down your way. They'll be they'll be all, all over the place. So sweet. Well, so Caleb was telling me uh, from Yakima Valley. He was mm-hmm. like, he's like, you gotta go have casita. He like literally called it <laughs> one of his favorite beers ever. And I'm that's like, fun. there's all this beer like all over the world that you guys have access to, especially these hop brewers. And uh-huh. I'm like, and they're calling it casita. So I'm gonna have to try the casita. Yeah. yeah. Well, send you home some. Yeah. Anyway, it's in cans. We don't have, that's the, it takes so long to make. So I, and then with the canning schedule, uh, we can it all. And then, then governor's like, hey, you guys can open back up partially. And so we're like, oh, we don't, can't just make more. Right. Uh, A little lead time would have so, helped on that. Yeah. But whatever. It's fine. People still drinking out of the can. Right. You know, they're like, can I have a glass? Sure, you can have a glass. It's fine. So, uh, talk to me about brewing experience. How did you become a brewer? So, were you a home brewer? Like, what happened here? Yeah. Uh, I started brewing probably in 2005 uh, with a buddy of mine down in California named Dirt. Um, Great dude. And then, kind of just like off and on. And then, I think it was in about 2010, um, I had moved up here um, to the Yakima Valley and decided that um, I was going to learn how to homebrew again. Like, I was going to learn, I was going to get good at it, because we had just been making extract batches, and it was just fun, something to do. And uh, so, yeah, I, like, went full in. Uh, I was married at the time. My wife was not happy about it, um, because it, like, consumed everything. Like, everything was, like, I was like, this is all I'm going to do, like, I'd go to my regular job and I'd just be listening to podcasts and reading books all day and then come home because I was working on the road a lot. So I'd like, I'd be like gone for a month and come home for three weeks and I would just brew (laughs) and then uh, go back out on the road and come home and everything would be fermented out and I'd rack everything off and then I'd go back out and come back and like drink a bunch of beer. Um, Got to be though that like I couldn't brew, I wasn't brewing as much as I liked and I wasn't able to brew enough, um, so I met a guy, now one of business partners, Chad Roberts, who was brewing over at Snipes, the spot we were talking about previously, and he's like, yeah, yeah, just come help me out, man, I don't care, like, you want to learn how to wash kegs? I'm like, sure, I'll learn how to wash kegs. Everybody learns by, <laughs> that's how they break their teeth, washing kegs. Yeah, <laughs> so he and I, uh, we had some similar, um, philosophies I guess if you want to call it that uh you know thoughts about what we liked in beer and and we were you know both pretty creative people and coming up with some real wacky stuff some of it worked some of it didn't eventually he um so that was probably in 2011 2012 
I started working with him. And eventually he decided he was going to leave that position and go work for YCH, Yakima Chief Hops, um, Yakima Chief Hop Union at the time. Uh, and then he, so he left, I took over for him. And during my uh, tenure there, we started developing the plan for varietal, which originally was supposed to be kind of along the lines of like Degard. Um, yeah, I love Degard, yeah, man. We Big were, Sour Beer Fest. We yeah, had them on about a year ago, and fantastic. Trevor, yeah, Trevor, Trevor's awesome. Is a hero of mine. You put in that thing like, "Who are your brewing heroes?" And I was like, "Man, that's hard to say," but I would say Trevor is one. That he, cool ship upstairs yeah, that he's awesome. got is fantastic, and that new facility is. Amazing. I mean, the old place was. Cool. I always was like, man, this place is so awesome. And I went to that new one. I was like, whoa. Just man, down the street from Pelican too. Awesome. Yeah, good Pelican. Color, good cluster effect. Yeah. yeah, I have a friend who brews at Pelican too. They they make really great beer. Um, but yeah, so that was the original plan was to buy wort from all these local breweries that were starting to pop up, and we were just gonna have a cool ship, and we were just gonna drive around and put it in different places, you know, in the winter and just have a big warehouse full of barrels and blend. Um, so that's kind of how we started developing the plan. And the first business plan was that. Um, and we ran it through. Uh, we went into a business plan competition, mostly just to, like, see, like, what it was that we were lacking, you know, because it was like, well, this looks like it's going to work, but let's go poke some holes in it. So... We did, and uh, there was a lot of holes that got poked into it. Uh, what the main one was like, you guys just don't have enough money, and we're like, yeah, we don't have enough money. Um, How are we so, gonna fix that? Yeah, so I mean, there's a couple ways you can fix that. One is winning the lottery, but that didn't work. So we just found some other guys who were interested. Um, but one of them, he's like, you guys, we got to make clean beer. There's no way we're just, you know, this whole thing isn't gonna work just on this sour beer thing, like. Just the time investment up front is not going to work. So we really thought it through and put together a different scenario. In the meantime, the port of Sunnyside here came to me, and they were like, hey, we've got this building. This used to be a... The business it was before we moved into it was a liquor store. And when the state transitioned away from you know state-run liquor stores to being able to buy liquor in, in grocery stores and wherever... Uh, you know, her business was diminished. And uh, so she's like thinking about, you know, how am I going to get out of this building? She owned it. And the port's like, well, we kind of have an idea. So they bought it. Um, and they approached us and they said, hey, we like want to put a brewery in and, you know, we'll build it to your specifications, but, you know, you have to, you know, we'll lease it to you. We're like, you can't get a better deal than that. Like, you build a million dollar facility for us um, and all we have to do is pay rent on it. <laughs> and it was like really good, like per square foot, like unheard of. We're just like, okay. Originally we were looking further up the valley in Yakima where we all live. But we had been working down here and realized the potential is like, man, there's just like no good outdoor space. There's tons of, you know, families down here who want to do stuff for their kids and there's no good space for that. Um, and there's, you know, not a lot of good beer in town. So, and it's a beer town. And uh, turned out like that was a pretty good recipe. So we put that recipe together and uh, put that business plan together and scraped everything together that we could. Um, and eventually, like... Made it work. It's working, for better, man. for better or for worse. <laughs> like you, you've made a name for yourself. And so, so what about this sour beer thing? Are you going to go back to the sour beer thing? You talked about you're making some sours. No, we do. Do you yeah. have a cool ship? Are you blending? We don't, we're not doing cool ship. Uh, that's kind of in, down the road. Uh, we do... We, so our, our process for sour beers is we'll uh, ferment a base beer out in stainless with like a you know, whatever yeast. Sometimes it's a lager yeast. Sometimes I've done Kolsch yeast. We've just used, you know, Saison strains. Uh, put that in barrels with bread um, and then rack back into... So And uh, and other, you know, we've used lacto and stuff too. Um, but yeah, then we just like make a big stock of barrels and then we 
you know, pull the nails and taste everything and be like, okay, what fruit do we want to use? And then, so right now going in there, we have raspberry, uh, you know, wash and grown raspberries. Um, so those will be coming out. That'll bottle that at the end of the month. And then I have locally grown blueberries that we're re-fermenting on right now. And then uh, at the end of the month, we'll do peaches uh, from CLS down the road. And then uh, a buddy of mine, one of my best friends I've known forever since even before I, like way before I was brewing beer, um, him and his folks own a vineyard, a really nice vineyard called Discovery Vineyard. And they, last year we got some of their Syrah grapes and re-fermented some of that. And that's actually probably one of the best beers I've ever made. That's fantastic. Yeah, you should get one of those before you go. It's... uh, it's like legit. <laughs> I'm really proud of that beer. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of our sour program, and that's you know also unique uh, for this valley. Like, there's some guy like Single Hills does a little bit of stuff with with some barrels and some bread, and Bale Breakers dabbled in it a little bit. Bronyar is actually starting uh, full on. They have a cool ship, and they've got some fooders and stuff going, but they haven't. You know, it's really young. They like we're just getting that stuff going in the pandemic hit, and uh, well, they're distilling as well, right? And they're so, yeah. So yeah. That, that, that whole facility is like God. Mike. Uh, Mike is one of my very best friends. He's a great guy. He and I were really close, and uh, he's really smart. So I have no doubt he's gonna, you know, the whiskey and and whatnot he's gonna produce is gonna be top notch. He he puts a lot of care in it everything he does and his sour beers too it's just you know they uh we're just doing it right now so well this setting's totally different from that setting yep. the setting serves its purpose we talked a little bit about settings and how it needs to match with brand marketing and and kind of who you are at the bones to be successful mm-hmm. that works for them too i mean yep. you kind of got they've got that funky name and they've got that backdrop of the pre-cascade mm-hmm. sitting there and oh yeah no. I was there for the sunset last night I'm like this place is ridiculous yeah I li- that's I, that it's like five minutes from my house oh, so really? I like I just like oh, I'm you there all there, the time man. yeah I know it's like an hour here <laughs> uh yeah, I, now I feel even better about myself about not interrupting on Tuesday so <laughs> yeah and I was like I'll come no. but uh I need to know what day you're gonna be um yeah, so that as far as sour beers go, uh, I think for Yakima anyway, we're we're you're it, man. We're it. Um, there's some guys doing some like you know kettle sour type stuff and 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 some other interesting you know, but mixed firm, not yet. Well, not not everybody can do the same thing. I think in the area, and again, the thing that makes sense for the area is a lot of hop hop beers, mm-hmm. things like that. But the public's taste will change they'll get bored mm-hmm. with things and want to try and experiment so you guys offer something that's totally different um we've got cascade barrel house Picard, mm-hmm. and um a bunch of that t- uh ale song and some of those guys that are doing some funky stuff um but sours are really catching on in the portland area but it's because people got tired of all the other stuff that was out there um but well there is, there is good sour beer i mean i I, lo- I still lament the passing of the commons. That I love that, yeah. and uh, um, but I guess they're on to one of them's at Von Ebert or something right. like that. Von Ebert, yeah. um, so I, I don't. I didn't know those guys barely at all. I we I brewed a collab that they happened to be at one day, but um, but yeah, I do. That was the, yeah. Portland has some good sour beer in it. So what's going on in the brew scene here in the Yakima Valley? We'll just say the whole valley. What's, yeah. What's going on? So are things going well? Are things not going quite as well? How are people handling COVID? Uh, you know, it's been more challenging for, like you were saying earlier, like if you were kind of like healthy at the beginning of it, you're, you know, you're probably still doing okay. Uh, but there, you know, it's like everything. There was some really small breweries that, you know, they were like only like, you know, like three barrels, you know, maybe. Uh, there was a bottle condition place downtown that I tried to target, and they're gone. And it was uh, down by the convention center, a place that did bottle conditioned beer. Seemed like an older beer, brewery that had been for a while, but they've closed shop. Hop Nation? No, not Hop Nation. Uh, Redifer? Re- maybe it's them. Yeah, it sounds, sounds familiar. Uh, oh, no, no, you're talking about Birchman's. Birchman, there you go. Yeah, Birchman's, uh, he, yeah, he did, he did bottle condition. 
Yeah, so he's not down there anymore. <laughs> uh, he's still, I mean, I think he's still brewing. Um, but yeah, like, there's there's been a few that, like, uh, and I, I I know Redford closed. I know Birchman's closed their tap room. I think he said he's still going to try to brew. Um, but I mean, Single Hill down there, you know, like, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big brewery. And pretty collaborative. Everybody works together pretty well. Yeah, yeah. We brew with, we brewed, you know, we all help each other out. Like, I get yeast from Bale Breaker all the time. I just gave some yeast to uh, Single Hill first. You know, they've got that. Did you go into their Not building tonight? Out? Okay. So, yeah. so, like, they have this cool thing called the Experimentor, which is a 15-barrel fermenter, but it's three five-barrel fermenters. So he's able to, like, knock out of his kettle and fill up these three things like and you can fill it's all on a manifold so you can fill them all up equally so he can like do these he can like three side by side small three batches. side by side oh, yeah wow. so they like do different yeasts and we've done some stuff uh played with them uh with some stuff over there for some brett beers um so yeah I, we we all like uh do collaborate and then you know mike up at Bronyar, he and i have been collaborating for as long as i've been brewing um, we Joy, uh, the one I think you had Joy. Mm-hmm. He uh, so we brewed that together, um, and then there's a brewery that we haven't collaborated with. Two breweries in Yakima that we haven't collaborated with yet is uh, Hop Capital, okay, and so uh, new ownership there, right? Valley, yeah. Uh, JT, I yeah, think JT is, from is, Beaverton is, is the guy. Yeah, um, yeah. We just. They're kind of doing their own thing over there. Uh, it just hasn't worked out. Uh, with and then Valley's tied in with Haas somehow, I'm guessing, because they did a Lupo Mac. They had one of the first Lupo Right, so ones. one of the owners there works for Haas, I go. think is the deal. Um, but, uh, and I'm not sure. Uh, Telling you, they had a fruit beer on the other day, brought it back. My co-host was like, this is easily top two beers I've ever had in my life. Whoa. Nice. And uh, it's a, it was an orange. It was too too uh, sweet for me, but it was orange and vanilla bean, mm-hmm. futuristic or yeah, something. That's, their, that's yeah. their jam. That's kind of their, they kind of like have that niche. Oh, and then there's Wandering Hop up there yeah. too. Um, he's getting ready to expand here in the lower valley. Uh, he's building kind of like a big, about an old winery and it's like on several acres. And so they're going to have a whole deal out there. Theme park type thing. I don't know if it's going to be that so much as it's, just going to be like a big beer garden and he'll have his production facility out there um so what about tap houses so beer shop what used to be downtown no longer downtown no, yakima they close there's a but, the tap and then there's the public house so the tap's getting ready to open downtown right and like, the beer den is getting ready to open up which yeah. i think she the woman and her boyfriend who owned that used to be employees at the beer shop and they may have bought i don't know if you went to the beer shop and they had all the um beer engines that all the cask stuff there was a guy here in town for a long time we are i call him english tony uh he was a card carrying camera member a really smart guy loved cask ale like real so the cask old traditional yeah. english cask yeah bowl. and he built like a a cellar down the bottom that was at a 50 degrees all the time and like everything was like you had to do it like the english way and he had like four beer, you know, four engines in there or something like that. And he was, and I'm like, man, Tony, like, I might start with like two, but you know, he made it work. Go big or uh, go home. I, he probably drank half that beer, but, right. uh, but anyway, so he, his like, what the, it's like, I don't want to say protege, but the woman he trained to kind of like take over that, he moved back to the East Coast. And so he trained this woman um, to, manage that cellar and she was doing a great job and then the beer shop closed and I think she is kind of going to do some of the similar stuff I should have sent my co-owner's dog it looks kind of like a cat oh is it a cat um yeah so uh so that there's that spot downtown sports center was a place it was the place for a long time. Um, I heard there was a lot of like uh, a lot of connections that the owner had, and was able to get in a lot of good beers and stuff. Yeah, like that. so w- the guy who, uh, so they had a great staff, uh, and they they had a bar manager named Bobby, who um, he knew everybody. You know, when the brewers would come to town during Fresh Hop, he would talk to all of them, and like if they were local enough, 
he would be able to get their beer. So they would be like, they would be the only keg of like grains of wrath, like on the east side of the mountains, you know. Um, and and Mike would bring stuff over for him, or and he just had all these crazy connections. And they ended up selling the building, selling the business, and then they closed down for remodeling. And so like the staff was all kind of laid off. So we're like, Bobby, you want a job? You know everybody, and. So he's like, yeah, let's, let's do this. So he's now our sales guy. Oh, is he really? Yeah, well, so, which was a super, one of the best things we've ever done. Uh, he's a really, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, so yeah, so then they reopened and, and it, they weren't oh, reopened for very long before the pandemic, you know, COVID thing happened. So they, I have no idea what's going on with them right now. But I know they were doing, they had like a, oh, a food service window, um, they were trying but honestly I I don't go downtown that much okay. so alright so Legends of Brewing so uh, Legends of who's Brewing a, who's a brewer let's just say you're going to go out and have a beer with a couple people from the past or from the current oh who you, who you having a beer with I would love to have had a beer with Burt Grant um, local Amen legends on that man. local legends yeah. obviously you know um i was just actually down by his like old brewery the other day i was hanging out with my girlfriend we were buying some rock for our our yard and i was like there's Burt grant's old brewery right there and she's like what no way and it's yeah it's still there it's not a brewery anymore it's like a box company or something but um but yeah i would love to have a beer with that guy so Burt grant and who else oh, man. one other hard to say couldn't leave you at once. That's easy. Uh, I know. The thing is, I've drank beer with most of the my like most, most of the guys. <laughs> Actually, a guy that I did meet, but who I would love to have another beer with is Charlie Papazian. Um, Absolutely. He was a, just a gem of a human. You had a beer with Charlie? Yeah. We were brewing a collab at Cloudburst over in Seattle like two years ago, Fresh Hop. And uh, yeah, Charlie Papazian was in town. And he just like, someone had said, you got to go to Cloudburst. You know, they're like doing all this crazy stuff. And Steve, the brewer owner, had given me some heads up that Charlie was going to be there, but I didn't tell my uh, co-owner that he was going to be there. And like, here's Charlie Pays. And so we're like drinking beer, and like, I got a yeah. It was That's badass. That man. was cool. That, that is was really cool. cool. Probably one of the better answers I've had on that. Yeah. So usually people are pull, like Michael Jackson, somebody. I mean, yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson would be a would be a really fun one too. He seemed like he was a fun. A fun guy. <laughs> yeah. So the most two most memorable beers you've had in the past thirty days, and then your all-time favorite. Oh man, that's the two most. And memorable I can tell beer. you, I can point whether you like it or not. I can point to my favorite beer flat out. It's Reisdorf Kolsch. Period. End of story for me. To me, it's I'm a Kolsch guy. I love Kolsch. We talked about stouts. I love Imperial stouts too. But um, but I know that was the first beer in my head ever. I was like, that's it. So hmm. now. We had a beer taste off several Fourth of Julys ago, and uh, my wife does this blind taste test of full of beers. It's infamous now, and I couldn't differentiate it. I could pick that that was a Kolsch, but she had Bud Light, Coors Light, a bunch of shit up there, and there's a dozen of us doing it, and I couldn't pick that beer. So, could have well, been the Coors there, whatever. I had everyone before. has an off yeah. day. <laughs> so, what's your favorite? Oh man, uh, that's really in the past hard thirty to say. days and ever. Past thirty days. Um. Man, I don't know. And it's in vogue if you say your own, too. So. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I, I am, I've, I'm happy with all of our beers. Uh, but I won't say one of my own. As far as, like, one of my, I always go back to this because it's, it's, it's just a, I'll always drink it if it's there, which is Consecration, Russian River. Yeah. Uh, it's like a wine barrel aged uh, brown, sa- you know, sour brown. It's. It's always just incredible. It ages beautifully. It's always good. Um, I would say that's like a top five beer for me. Like Fantastic. maybe even top one. I don't know. It's hard to say. Right. Can't remember all the beers. Uh, top thirty in the or in the top last thirty. In the days, last 30 days, top yeah. one in the last thirty. Uh, that's that's gonna be rough. Um, Let's just say, uh, what have I had recently? Have not been drinking beer. Um, 
Or what's memorable sitting in her head? Yeah. Uh, you know the well, okay. So like I know I've had it in the last three days, but I've always loved it. Uh, is uh, Mike Mike out at Bronyard? We were talking about his gentleman stout. I had it last night. It's so great. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's won so many medals on that beer. Um, it's fantastic, and if you can like barrel age it, if you can get it barrel aged, which he does uh, every year, it's super fantastic. And then this, and then what we've done the last two years is on, uh, not on, but like for uh, Valentine's Day, is we do the Pompatus of Love. So like we'll like blend two of our barrel aged stouts together, and uh, it's it's. Super good. It's super fun. Yeah, it's, I, mean, it's, it's, I think he's he's a better dark beer brewer than I am to some in some sense. Um, the roasty notes and the mouthfeel yeah, on that beer were pretty yeah, amazing. And he's, was, he's got it dialed. That beer, and the thing is, like, I think that was the first beer he brewed on his system, and it was, like, great. Like, yeah, the no, first, like, dialed. The, our, first, our first batch, I dumped. Like, I'm like, mostly because I was like... <laughs> I was like, uh, it could be full of metal shavings and a number of things. Right, right. Uh, but like, then the next one after that was actually like, there's still people talk about that beer. But like, um, yeah, he had just this like, that beer is always good. So never. I go to the cash register there last night. And I'm like, what are you guys known for? But man, usually I'll pop in and won't do what I did to your guys' place where I call you ahead of time. I'll pop in. I'm like, hey, what are you known for? The cash register guy's like, Beaver Deceiver. Get the Beaver Deceiver. We've won tons of medals with that. This is what we're drinking. I'm like, it's a cream ale. Are you sure? I'm they like, have won a lot of medals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go with the stout, and then I'll finish the cream ale and, and taste it. And I drink the stout, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. So then I'm fired up about Beaver Deceiver. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, i got to try Beaver Deceiver. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's a good cream ale. But right. it's, yeah, it's a The gentleman stout was fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do a great job over there with that. Um, yeah. They yeah. Do. Crazy. All right, so novice, last questions here. So novice brewers, what do they need to do to get better? So small, the guys starting small craft or home brewers out there, what's the, what's the thing they need to focus on? We've, we talk a little bit about temperature control. We've heard, we've heard from brewers talk a little bit about um, quality of ingredients, water, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. What in your mind is the thing they can do to make their beer better? Sanitation. Yeah. Uh, three things. Sanitation, purge your tanks of oxygen <laughs> like do not oxidize your beer and uh get a handle on your water those are for me i think those are the that's what i f- focus on fantastic so, man yeah, so like get understand your water understand what it's doing to your beer uh, or actually like how your beer is built on its back and then uh yeah control your oxygen and clean get your shit clean there's a lot of bad beer out there and it's just poor sanitation yeah for the most part apples and diacetyl and other stuff and funkiness yeah, yeah. crazy good all right buddy well chris i appreciate the interview Thanks. and i uh, appreciate your time and your yeah. willingness to give a day up off and <laughs> well i was brewing today so this worked out good that's what you brew today uh, we brewed Twine Climber. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Good. Good. All right, man. Well, Thanks, uh, Jason. with that, Timbers. Bye. All right. Chris Baum. Not Baum. Not Baum. Chris Baum. <laughs> Baum. Well, so what'd you think, buddy? Fantastic interview. Dude, I'm telling you, one of the top 10 interviews I've done. So. Learned a ton in that interview, actually. Yeah, Chris is fantastic. Yeah. Super hospitable. And uh, now we're trying one of his beers as we were enjoying listening to the interview. The Transmutator. It's a Doppelbox style lager aged in oak barrels at 9, 9.8%. <laughs> yes, it is. And it is all Doppelbock. Yes, it is. Yes. With a lot of oak. <laughs> you can definitely taste the oak. There's no question about it. Um funny is is you drink it right out of the bottle cold it slaps you around a bit oh yeah you let it open up a little bit and warm up and it it kind of mellows out it uh pretty good tasting then yeah it's a pretty good beer so uh very very like we were just talking about the marzen and my marzen was maybe a little bit watery uh different flavor profile with heavy carb on it um this is like 
all of the malt that we wanted in my Marzen is right there is right in that here. glass. It's like, whoa, yep. there it is. It's definitely there. So, anyways, so thanks for the hospital- hospitality, Chris. Um, <laughs> I've had one too many transmutator sips, the obviously. Ho- the hospitality? Yeah, so, uh, again, awesome place. If you're in Sunnyside, check this place out. Um, Varietal Brewing is legit, fantastic beers, awesome setting, obviously great deal, huh? Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> they're going to build you a million-dollar uh, Hey, facility. we want you to rent this building from us, and we will build your brewery to your specifications. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, just doesn't happen all the time. So. No, like all the stars aligned for that one. Yeah, and they're churning out fantastic beers. So. And what's interesting for me is, uh, and we've talked about it in this Yakima Beer Series, how many people started off over at Snipes Brewing, uh, again, in Sunnyside. And they've kind of got that McMenamins thing where a lot of like novice brewers or guys breaking into the brew scene start off there and yeah. then head out to someplace else. And, and then just make some amazing brews at other at their own breweries. Yeah, and that's exactly what uh, Snipes did in the Sunnyside area. I mean, brewery after brewery after brewery has these young brewers that are now making fantastic beers in the Yakima area. So it's uh, truly, truly a great beer scene in Yakima, and I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I would say that next week we'll uh, end our Yakima Beer Month series kind of an extra week right yeah we kind of needed it but uh we're gonna finish with bail breaker and bail breaker the interview as good as this interview was which is this is again top 10 for me yeah the bail breaker interview is unbelievable so um the access that we had to the brewery the access that we had about a big brewery company like that um and how they got that way um yeah. is amazing so Listeners, look forward to that because that's going to be a very, very good interview. And uh, again, you've got two back-to-back greats here with Varietal Chris Baum from uh, that sunny side area, and then moving into focus on Bell Breaker next week. Can't wait. Well, so I uh, brewed Black Widow. So <laughs> in in uh, preparation for McMenamin's Black Widow Day on October second. Yeah. Yeah, so the McMinnimans family companies uh, releases Black Widow, their porter, with a little bit of licorice in there, um, each October, and then they run it through Halloween, and once it's gone, it's gone. And uh, that's one of Debbie's favorites, so I uh, brewed a half batch this year, decided not to go with a full six gallons, Uh, did a little three-gallon piece. And uh, I think it turned out pretty well. So a little three for little little three for. I was a bit hesitant on the anvil system, um, <laughs> whether that was just going to be too much grain for it. And it actually held out. And it actually probably would have been a little easier on me if I'd actually gotten the full grain bill. Yeah, um, done a six gallon recipe. So, uh, but that said, it uh, did quite well. I think my brew day was like two and a half hours tops. So. Oh, that's smoking fast. Yeah, I know. It was super, super quick. So, And let's see. Um, I have a, another mash going of corn <laughs> and sugar um, just bubbling away. <laughs> um, I'm learning the difference between distiller's yeast and regular yeast, like beer yeast. So well, yes, yes, Tim, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it uh, distiller's yeast doesn't mess around. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> that was the name of that Big Daddy Red. Big Daddy Red. Yeah. Wow. It was. If there's fermenters are knocking, don't bother. <laughs> or rocking, don't bother knocking. Don't, don't yeah, come so. knocking. Yeah, it uh, it was going to town for about five days straight, and then. What? Which is nuts with the amount of sugar that was in that fermenter. I literally, I thought the thing was going to blow the lock right <laughs> off the top. So I was fully prepared. I wrapped a plastic bag, duct taped the plastic bag around the top. And uh, I was like, this thing is going to be Vesuvius. And it didn't do it. It just, the little fermenter just went. Just kept, 
chugging away. Yep, just kept going. So, blew the. Uh, you were right though on the star sand. I've always just put star sand either in a bowl with a blow off tube. Yeah. Or filled my airlock with star sand. Yeah. And uh, man. Every hour or so, it was blowing star sand out. I'd come out in the morning and it was empty. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So I just, I literally cut it down where it was like a drop of star sand with some water, like mostly water. Yep. Didn't didn't bubble, didn't foam, didn't do anything. It just still just percolated. Boop, 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 boop. And I never had to fill it again. Yeah. For some reason, if you could just, if it's either pure star sand or too much star sand, when it goes through that bubbler, it just blows bubbles. Right. And within a couple hours, all your star sand's been bubbled off. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a crazy deal. So, all right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about timbers, and we'll talk about um, other beer news, and then close this out and get ready for Bail Breaker next week. Woo-hoo. the big number one but wiser beer the king is second to none just say but wiser you've said it all doesn't make you just want to grab a beer and start drinking i don't know what does <laughs> they don't make that shit anymore like i haven't seen that i honestly wow i don't know of a better commercial that was fantastic that thing was like two and a half minutes long and yeah. i was glued i'm like shaking my ass doing little dances dude it's fantastic yeah Hate the beer, but Jesus, man they 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 could advertise. They can advertise, and that jingle kicked ass. So we're gonna have to play that during the uh, Oktoberfest. Um ba, um ba, <laughs> dude, it was lit. That's what all the kids say these days. It's lit. lit. Well, so we're uh, in preparation for next week's interview with Bale Breaker, yes. drinking uh, one of their finest. Bubba's Brew Hazy IPA. Well, yes, is, yes, it is. And this is uh, in memory of Scott Bubba Hanses, uh, who passed away in 2020 of ALS. So and this is uh, a beer that's for ales for ALS. So cool. pretty cool beer. Bubba, this one's for you, dude. So. Um, what else we got? So Timbers just uh, recorded a win against Vancouver. They did. What was the score? Uh, one to nothing. Vancouver goes down. And Loria scored the only goal off a set piece header in the fifth minute. Loria or Mora? Oh, I'm sorry, Mora. Yeah, Mora. Mora did. Yeah. So the youngins are scoring again. Yes, so they um, are. that's good. We need some. Uh, versatility and 
diversity as it relates to scoring. Don't want to see Ebo uh, score all the goals. So. Well, and, and the crazy thing is, is they're they're looking rather well, not having Seba in that lineup. Who was in as a keep? Um, was it Clark? Yep, it was Clark. Oh, okay. and he he made some absolutely stunning saves. Wow, good. So, well, yeah, sweetness, dude. Well, well, and they had their what six one blowout. Uh, Against San Jose. San Jose. Yep. And then they beat Seattle one nothing. Yep. So they're they're looking pretty good. Yeah, we should be alone at the top of the table now, right? Uh should be after that one. Yeah. Yep. yep. Interesting. Well, so we haven't done this in a while, but we have some cards that we need to go back to for October, November, December. Oh boy. And uh I believe you got a couple sitting here. But no. we probably should loop back to uh, some of these and start prepping these interviews. Yeah, one of them is... That's not one, dude. Pelican. <laughs> I got Pelican sitting out there. You do got Pelican. Yes, you do. What else we got? Any ideas? I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I know. That's, that's how problem. long it's been. It's been a while since we looked at this, so... Um, so... What are we going to do? We're going to draw some cards. We're going to go back and listen to past episodes, figure out who we've got. I thought we had, like, waltz brewing or... We, you know, we did, and you called them. Yep. And they didn't want anything to do with us until after COVID was over. Right. So that kind of nixed them for the unforeseeable future. Well, I know they're back open, so we could hit them if we needed to, so... Um, but I've got Pelican sitting here, and I've got Good Life, which is one that I have. Oh, right, Good Life was that. mine, and then Flat Tail we think went bye bye. Yep. Right, and then there's Waltz Brewing. Okay. And was that yours or mine? Waltz was yours. All right. Yeah. There's Rusty Truck, so that one's done. We got that one done. Um, Double Mountain we did with Matt. Yep. That was done. I don't know what this one is. This has got a bunch of crap going on. <laughs> Do we need glasses to see what's going on? Well, if you can figure that one out, better than you than me. So, uh, so you've got Pelican. I swear you had another one that you had to do. Oh, there's Craft. That's out of business. Super Fall. Oh, Silver Falls. I'm not sure where that one's at. And then, oh, Thunder Island. That that one's done. Yep, Thunder so, Island's done. Nine of Diamonds. What do we got here? So, for those that don't remember, we are pulling cards from a deck of Oregon Brewers, hand-illustrated, um, again, by Aaron Trotter. We'll go with that. And looking at doing interviews based upon what we draw out. So, Seven of Diamonds was Sani Am, which I just heard either Salem Ale Works or Sani Am went out of business. Oh, so, no way. Tim was telling me about it. So, I don't think it was Sani Am, though. So, if that's true, then Sani Am. Nine of Diamonds, huh? Well, Sani Am. Oh, no, Silver be... Falls. Silver Falls. Silver Falls. Okay. All right, so you've got Pelican and Silver Falls. So I've got to figure out where Silver Falls even is. Yep. Well, it's over by Silver Falls. Well, hey, that thanks, genius. <laughs> it's <laughs> down by Salem, so wow. it's that whole fiery vac zone. Yeah, which that it may have got burned down. Yeah, that's the fun game of this research. So yeah, we're next, gonna, we're gonna have to research that. Next one. episode, next Sunday, Hangover Day, um, oh. we're gonna have to do a. Recording for the Bail Breaker yep. interviews. And then uh, we're going to do a little, uh, how did we do this week? Did we uh, <laughs> do we have stuff set up for the next few weeks? So, And then, oh, I didn't say this, but uh, I was at a tap house a couple weeks ago in Seattle. Yeah. Also known as Shittle. Shittle. And um, having a beer with some of the peeps I was up there with. And this table bought our beers. What? Turns out they knew somebody that was at our table. Um, but they bought our whole table. They didn't just buy that. They bought our, like, barbecue pork nacho thing that we got. They were messing stuff. around. So it turns out, and then he came back, the guy of the, the couple, and brought cans of beer. And he's a brewer for uh, 
for Evans Brewing in Seattle. And he had a Kolsch. So we'll try that on the air next episode. An Evans Kolsch. Yeah. And then he wants to do an interview sometime in October, November with us. So well, that's fantastic. Figured we would profile that out. And uh, yeah. again, we appreciated you picking up the tab and all that. But uh, we'll repay it with some publicity on the podcast, podcast and then hopefully uh, come out for a visit. Uh, we haven't done a Seattle swing. That might be an interesting little swing to do. Yeah, so. yeah it might be. Um, as much as I despise that town, we certainly can go up there. So, um, but cool. What else you got, buddy? You brewing? No. All right. Why not? All I'm doing is working. Yeah, but you're not working right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're starting to sound like my scheduling boss. <laughs> You're not working. You got right an eight-hour turnaround. You can do this. You can do this. Pony you, up. You got this. Well, we got to get you on the brew board back again. So uh, you got to you got to get your Christmas ale. It's going to be here before long. Yeah, and you know what I think I'm going to do? Uh, talk about how you want to brew one day. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you got to do preventative maintenance still. Yes. Yeah, I've got to fix a few things. And then get those up and running, get some oxygen back on hand, and then I can start brewing again. But I'm well, thinking of doing a Christmas smash. A Christmas smash? Yeah. With, like, chocolate and oranges? Yeah, hey, that might not be bad. Like an orange chocolate? Don't they sell those at Christmas time? A chocolate orange? Yeah, they do. They do. You should do think about doing that. Well, I was thinking of, of, of how do I incorporate... Some of these experimental hops that we were given when you were up there in Yakima. Dude, all I know is for this Black Widow, I opened up the fridge and the intent was just to use my homegrown stuff, which I did. But you had all this other stuff. I've got a hops falling out of the freezer now. Yeah. Like, not only was I doing all those single small batches, so I bought a bunch of hops for those. Yeah. Which, I have a shit ton of beer of that sitting. <laughs> this is why I brewed a three-gallon batch of Black Widow, because I've got <laughs> more beer sitting room. in this place. <laughs> so we've got plenty of beer, dude. Like <laughs> you, you just have to build, like, a small cooler. And eventually we're going to have to go back to trying those side-by-sides because I have a bunch of those that we didn't ever try. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah. Well, I have the yeast, and then I have the yeast with a hop varietal, oh, right? Because I did the side-by-side right. hops. That's right. Then I did the And then you did side-by-side side yeast. Side-by-side yeast. And then I went back and did Mount Hood side-by-side side yeast. And then um, I got another one in there, too. Yeah, I've got a lot of beer sitting around. Jeez. Yeah, so and if anybody wants beer, I've got beer sitting around. Or well, come hey, to the Oktoberfest party because we're going to have beer. There's the Oktoberfest <laughs> yeah. fillers right, right there. Yeah, totally. We just got to make sure we save some of the podcast. So. Just, just random stuff. Well, and I had a I had an Into the Abyss the other night. Like, Debbie and I had a small fire outside. Wait, which year? Uh, last year's. I cracked open last year's, had it. And, dude, it's drinking great. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. All right. So what you're telling me is for my taste, it needs another year and a half. Nope. You're drinking it now. <laughs> I did notice. I I did notice a little bit of oxidization. Oxid, oxidization? oxidation, Oxidation inside it. Yeah. Oxidization. Yeah. I wanted to add the extra Z. It sounds no, cool. No, you don't need it. Oxidization. <laughs> <laughs> but oxidation. So um, so it is. it doesn't last quite as long. I don't think I put a wax top on those ones. No. I think I got lectured from I the think, uh, state fair people, and yeah. I won't add wax anymore. So. Well, and I think your wax one was, what, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, 2019 is drinking fantastic. So. Interesting. And uh, not bad for these cool fall nights, so. And then that's my next batch is to, after this one, then I'm going into the abyss. But I'm probably doing a half batch of that, too. So Because <laughs> I got a lot of beer. You're going to have to get rid of a lot of beer before you even have room to well, put th- that in. I think potentially fridge. this weekend I could get rid of a lot of beer. There's a lot of people coming. And if we blow through the keg, then I've got an opportune time to start dumping beer. Start. So. <laughs> Because I'm pulling out everything from the uh, area with a tub of ice. So, 
Yeah, this oh, one's a. Uh, oh, you like IPAs? Here, try this one. Well, so. the beauty of that is, 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 I'll bring over the tub. Yeah. That I'll have like maybe a gallon of the beer in it. Okay. Once that's gone, then we just have a whole tub that we can just put Plug cans bottles and in. bottles and everything yeah. else in. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a whole thing of saffron. <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> I dumped all that out. You dumped it? Oh yeah. Oh, I was wondering why there were all those dead fish down in Summer Lake. Yeah, no, I dumped that bad boy. <laughs> so I was opening cans left and right trying to get rid of that shit. And then for like a week, I smelled saffron on the pavement baking in 100-degree <laughs> temperatures. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. So, all right, man. Well, I think that's all we've got. We're sitting here in an hour, and uh, I don't have anything else to add that's intelligent. How about you? Mm, no. Well, we will see you next week with the Bail Breaker interview to wrap up Yakima Beer Month. And uh, huge thanks to Chris Baum over at Varietal. Um, awesome interview, excellent hospitality, and even better beers. Um, and again, this Yakima Beer Month has been fantastic. You've kind of lived your best beer life for this last month. Yeah, I'm not doing too shabby. and Yeah. Um, haven't really hit the Wenatchee area like I thought I was gunning with beer wise, but uh, again, it's not been too bad. So, um, all right, well, let's close out of here. We'll uh, have the Oktoberfest recap next week as well. And with that, Tim Beers. Tim Beers. Thanks for listening to the Portland Tim Beers Podcast. Be sure to visit the Portland Tim Beers Podcast on ACAST.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Tim Beers Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Tim Beers. Tim Beers.